All right, you total bitties. It's time to dust off your starter jackets, rip off those tearaways, and blow into your game cartridges. I'm Sam Blanford. I'm Pat Sellers. Sean Kelly. And we wish it was the 90s. Welcome back to our first episode of the new year. Um, and uh, we're, uh, I guess, I guess, covering a film that, for unintentional reasons, um, reflects how this podcast is probably going to go. Um, Pat and myself in particular have put in very limited amounts of preparation. Uh, today we're going to talk about Clueless, um, but before we do that, um, you need to uh, rate uh, review this podcast um, or maybe go and follow us on the socials um, as soon as possible because if you don't, your device will blow up. Um, at WIWT90S. Um, just, you know, just do something else out. You know, I know we've been a little bit slack lately, but, you know, we, we're back. We're back and we need the help. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, so so we all watched Clueless. Sam, for the first time. Um, this has been a um, request by a number of listeners, I believe. This was uh, one from our famous segment. My wife suggests. My wife suggests. My wife suggests. Uh, was my better half suggested this? And uh, mm. judging by this intro, I think it's going to be one of the better episodes because Sean, you got a bit of a raspy voice. It's a bit like when mm. Phoebe gets that cold. Uh, I think you could just talk all day. You've got a real <laughs> sultry tone to your voice tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Pat you. continues to reference uh, friends. He's really hanging out for an episode. <laughs> Now, I think I'll just keep dropping in Friends references to throughout every episode. Never do, Friends. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, going back to what you were saying, Sean, I, no, I've never watched, I never watched this until um, yesterday. Um, mm. So I'd like to hear your guys' sort of your like, memories of watching it for the first time or what you thought of it compared to what, you're, like, what it was watching now, I guess. Ah, uh, yeah, sweet. So I had fond memories. I don't remember when I watched it. Um, it seems like it was one of those sort of teen movies that was just always about. Um, so I've got no, like, definitive memory of... I don't think I saw it at a cinema. Um, when did you say it came out? 95, yeah. I would not oh, have seen 95. it at the cinema. Yeah, so I would not have seen this at the cinema. Um, but, yeah, I've definitely seen it a few times. Um and re-watching it today, I had a, I had a great time. Like, I, I had no complaints. I had questions. Um, I th- and I think, I've got, I think it's set up in, a, in an interesting way. Um, doesn't make the movie good or bad or anything like that, but I think you're supposed to think about some characters certain ways, and I don't really do that. And I don't know if that's because I know <laughs> how the movie plays out or just because... Um, some of the characters aren't as bad as they're supposed to be. Um, but yeah, like all in all, just a solid 90s teen movie. And I think I quite enjoy uh, some elements we'll talk about later, but I really enjoy the fact that it's narrated from Shea's perspective throughout. I quite enjoy that we are constantly getting her perspective on things. So it's from, you know, it's not like an overview of something. It's actually there's a quite a clear protagonist, and yeah, I, I think it's great. I thought I'd seen this movie before, 
Um, I have literally just <laughs> finished it and jumping on here. And I think that might have been my first time of actually seeing it. I think I just knew the references from other film and TV shows. Um, so I didn't have a strong memory of this from the 90s. Um, I was more of a fan of Alicia Silverstone's work in teen hits as a younger fella. Um, a couple of good fold-outs in Teen Hits magazine. Um, I thought you were going to say I Batman think... and Robin. Uh, well, I, I did like the uh, the Ant-Man and uh, Batgirl uh, collab towards the Batgirl. Who's Batgirl? Um, but this was, this was just the ultimate 90s fest, really. Um, you got 40-year-olds playing high schoolers. The tech, the high school clicks. It's basically about nothing, but still has to have a narrator. Um, they say the name of the movie at least four times in my counting, um, and they really love to perpetuate a few stereotypes. So definitely got the takeaway that broads can't drive. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, this had heaps on, but I I enjoyed it. It was it was a fun watch, uh, and I'm. I think it might have been my first watch today, but I, I mean, I've got a terrible memory, so maybe I saw it in the 90s, but I think this was my first go around and enjoyed it. If it came out in 95, did we say? Mm-hmm. At the time of filming, Paul Rudd was at least 24. He looks oh. younger now. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about Paul Rudd's um, ageless qualities. Um Unfortunately, we can't cover any of Paul Rudd's Friends episodes because they come uh, in the early 2000s from memory. I um, I didn't really know what to expect to what when I was... Well, maybe I did know what to expect, but it wasn't what I thought. Um, and when Pat was saying, oh, you know, there was all these... Maybe you've got things from other... Um, pop culture reference, you know, pop culture references to Clueless. I, I pretty much only knew that Alicia Silverstone was in it, um, and that she was played a ditzy character. Um, I I thought it was like, I was like, was this a piss take, or was this how people acted? I feel like there was maybe a bit of both. Mm. I was going to say, I think it's more um, earnest than it's. A- well, it's it's supposed to be more earnest than it is. Mm. And there were like really serious scenes that were kind of not that serious, kind of like brushed off, mm. um, which we'll cover a little bit later, I think. Mm. Um, and yeah, they were trying to make, it was like they were trying to make a really um, important, there was important messages in it, um, but then really missed the mark completely. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the uh, some of the characters um, and some familiar faces were really good to see. Didn't know that Paul Rudd was in it and definitely didn't know that my boy Donald Faison was in it um, with some awful braces. Um, but enjoyed the fashion, enjoyed some of the sayings um, synonymous with the 90s. I thought it was a very good watch um, for our podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I, so I just quickly before we get, go too deep, obviously the, the general um, gist of the film is it's all based around Alicia Silverstone's character, Cher, and sort of I guess the idea is that 
she sort of has a coming of age where she realizes that the world isn't just about her and i've got some i've got some nitpicking to do with that idea um but um i guess my my initial question for you guys is um the the imdb synopsis says shallow rich and socially successful share is at the top of her beverly hills high school picking scale seeing herself as a matchmaker share first coaches coaxes two teachers blah 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 do you guys think that she's that shallow even from the outset nah i I just think she's naive yeah i'd say that's more accurate um especially like from her from the very first uh oral presentation she gives in class Mm. um (laughs) so this is i will jump into it quickly this is the thing that i think in this watch kind of annoyed me is it's clearly trying to establish her as some sort of character that is maybe annoying or a bit of a dick or whatever but i'm like she, she, even though she's at the top of the social pecking order and she tells um, Ty not to date the, the stoners or whatever, she's never, like, that rude to anyone. She seems to, like, feel bad when bad things happen to people. Like, she's not... She's never, like, the rich, snooty um, bitch that I think you're supposed to think she is. I, like, quite like her from the start. And, mm. Yeah. It, it the change to who she is at the end isn't isn't that much, is it? <laughs> like, yeah, no, as, well, a, as a like you know, like as you say, sort of coming age and really learning about it's not all about you. And she oh. she wasn't all the way that side to start with, and she doesn't progress. Well, and the other, th- the other thing about the like, so by the end of it, she's you know doing a fundraiser for some disaster relief and. She she goes on that journey because she she's feeling really bad about herself and she thinks that maybe to feel better about herself she needs to do things for other people. But but throughout the movie she's been trying to set people up and like because she wants them to be happy and maybe there's a benefit to her. But also if she's just doing charity works that makes her feel good. That's like just the same sort of nepo baby shit anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I think she's really likable. Really likable. Yeah. Mm. She also just on her. I know we'll talk about um, and when we do our character draft, we'll talk about the characters we like and stuff like that. But she just like absolutely nails her character in every kind of facet. Like the way she speaks, her like facial expressions, like everything is incredibly incredibly believable that she is the sort of naive rich teen girl in Beverly Hills. Ugh, as if. Literally on the list of IMDb quotes, like at the very top of the list, as if. <laughs> they have whatever with someone doing a W. Oh, yeah. That was good. Did that actually happen? People that say that and do that? Definitely. Yeah, on a par with a bigger L on your yeah, forehead. How huge this was. <laughs> Anyone else in this podcast also sport the uh, the baggy jeans hanging below your boxes? Yeah. Oh, when <laughs> she rips into interme- intermediate age, I think. When uh, she ripped into the baggy jeans, um, unwashed hair, backwards cap, I was like, oh dear God. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. 
Maya. Uh, he's not. I was just wanted to not see more silk boxes mm-hmm. paired with the uh, the baggy skate jeans. That's more late nineties. Mm. Yeah, yep. he's definitely not here, so we can say it. But uh, Simon definitely had some low rider jeans mm. uh, and a skatey belt with a little uh, little the tag cup. hung down the front. Mm. The little the one with the, like the teeth that bit into the material. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This is a definitely a generational moment because you stop making off Simon because me and Pat dress like that as well. No, I'm just describing Simon. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I thought he'd be here. That's why I was bringing it. Pat just ferociously turned his cap back forwards after coming onto the podcast with it backwards. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Simon actually used a computerized outfit creator. The tip definitely did good. not age well. That was that was weird. But that's also something that probably didn't exist. Touch screen. Although uh, I thought like the yeah, the touch screen part, but the aesthetic was like pretty good for like games in the nineties from what I remember. Like uh the sort of the ways that the, the buttons were set up and stuff did sort of remind me of like an old, I don't know, like a ARL ninety six type operation. Although it was pretty well done. Hmm. Um, I'll say one thing for a nineties movie, a teen movie, pretty disappointing soundtrack. Yeah. And nothing really stood out to me. Hopefully not jumping too far ahead, but speaking of who was the band, was it the mighty, mighty boss times? Oh, that's a great question. That band, The the singer nearly got a spot on my character draft. Fair. He was gurning pretty hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that had to be legit. He's he's he has showed up on set, fucking deep into a bag or something. Are you? <laughs> Listen to this quote from Time Magazine: uh, The Boss Tones were actually cast in the movie, playing the band at a house party. The reason we agreed to be in the movie was because at the time we had just found out we had poor management who had failed to pay taxes for years. Barrett says, we were in a tax situation and we were paid really well. Wow. Oh, wow. So it was the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Mm. I think, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, good stuff. Um, that um, really gave me bad flashbacks at the end of that scene where they're, um, they're just like sitting around and everything's packing up and she's just like, I just, I just want to go home. Yeah, and then like yeah. the guy Christian's just absolutely reveling still. And you're yeah. trying to lock up the cricket club because you're on duty, and I won't name them, but they're not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> just give us the keys. No. What were some other things that um, that didn't uh, age very well, apart from the paging? Um, I thought uh, Josh slash Paul Rudd's attempt. At a goatee, it was pretty oh, good. Oh, it, was, uh, it was a bit of a um, Paul Rudd, David Brent collab situation going on, but it was pretty funny. I was hoping he was going to stick with that throughout the movie. So good. And Alicia Silverstone's mug off was real good. Um, she was saying, You're the last one at the coffee house without chin pubes, which is exactly <laughs> what they look like. Um, what about when um, we're in, they're in the car? Um, right, right before they end up on the freeway, and um, Murray's cracking up about uh, the revelation. 
your man Christian is a cake boy. A what? He's a disco dancing, Oscar Wilde reading, Streisand ticket holding friend of Dorothy. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh-uh, no way, not even. Yes, even, he's gay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Then, but then Dion says, he does like to shop, Cher. <laughs> and the boy can dress. I'm not that age very well. Great, some great stereotypes. Uh, getting pushed along here. Uh, yeah. Also, to, uh, I think towards the end, it was um, uh, Cher's comment to their maid or cleaner um, oh. that she doesn't speak Mexican. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I know she's playing a ditzy character, but that still just comes across really rough. Mm. <laughs> just, just racist. And he's like, uh, seems, but... she's from El Salvador. And he's, and she's like, so? I feel like yeah. that seems out of character for her, though. Like, it's not out of character for her to not know where she's from or whatever, but it's out of mm. character for her to not, like, appreciate that that's rude. It's very in character for a '90s movie because the like the jokes would be, "Ah, oh, she's so silly." It's like, no, no, that's just her being racist. <laughs> I don't know. She um, she's got a few zingers uh, throughout. Um, one of my favourites was uh, Paulie Shaw catching strays. Was that her saying that? Which <laughs> is like, it's like searching for meaning in a Paulie Shaw movie. <laughs> it's like I have not it, heard Paulie Shaw in so long. Yeah, I was, I was uh, in the middle of something I was watching and I was like, I need to, like, I desperately wanted to sit down and do some research at that point because I had to stop on my tracks. That's good stuff. I didn't know it was a Christmas movie. <laughs> when did it come out, Pat? Party at, party at the, uh, the first party they go to. It was a Christmas yeah. party. It was a Christmas movie. It was pretty much a Christmas movie, just like That's Home Alone. Die hard. <laughs> um, so, who's more of a Betty, Dion or Cher? Tight race. Uh, I'll go Cher, mostly, you know. Pulling back to those old teen hits magazines would be, uh, I think she'd, she'd have to be a total Betty. Bob? Yeah, um... I'd go share. I reckon Sam's going to go Amber. Amber is a Betty. Um, and definite, uh, definite out there, Mrs. Geist. A oh, bit of a Betty. Massive Betty. And um, that's... Um, you've, got, you've got a real type, eh, Sam? Like, <laughs> Valancourt. What was the other one? What was the... Love to check off... Um, uh, shit, what was that other one have you read it? Uh, when she does that dance scene that you couldn't stop talking about. Oh, oh and 10 um, things. 10 things I had about you. Yeah. <laughs> I just wrote um, that down, I reckon. I was like thinking, it just sounds really into Amber. <laughs> you forgot Rogue from X-Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything a little bit alternative, age. <laughs> it's all what's going on here. When I wrote that, when I wrote that down, it was quite near the start when the the word Betty was first used, and I would definitely at that point would have said Dion was more of a Betty. Um, but I think I warmed to um, Cher as the movie went on, 
So she becomes more of a Betty as it goes on. But I think I've got to go with Dion, D-I-O-N-N-E. Back to, back to your point about misguised. I just think that, you know, it's really nice that um, they got misguised and Mr. Hall together. But Mr. Hall is, he he's way out of his depth there. He uh, seems extremely familiar, and I haven't had a chance to look up his credits. Any chance you did, Bill? I can, I've got it right in front of me. Yes. Thought you might. He definitely was familiar to me. Wallace yeah. Shawn. Uh, Princess Bride. Um, that's favourite movie. That's the only thing that's popping up that's particularly... Oh, yeah. Um I've never watched an episode of Young Sheldon, but he's on 50 of them. On Monsters, and he seems to do a lot of uh, Pixar-type stuff, so maybe that was the voice that I was picking up going. Mm. I felt like his voice was more familiar uh, than his face. Um, mm. But, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you what who he was in any animated movie. Mm. No. We still haven't talked about the most 90s thing, or actually, probably not 90s, just pre-2000s thing. And they're going to the party, and uh, they're using a map to get there. Oh, I missed that. Oh, shit, that was good. Hmm. Did you enjoy, speaking of, did you enjoy the bickering uh, between Murray and Dion? Look, we all had a mate, either a female mate or a male mate, who was in the exact relationship at school, where they would be off one party and then back on by Monday. Um, every every friend group had someone like that, surely. Mm. I don't know. We went to St. Pat Silverstream, so yeah, none of us were talking to any girls. I don't know. The Valley indoor scene was uh, was hopping. Yeah, it was was hopping. Um, and but enough said about about that, uh, if you will. Um, just just on some some favourite moments though, we've sort of touched on quite a few here. I actually, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a father now, but when um, when she's walking back and forward outside her father's office because she wants to talk to him but doesn't want to just go in and talk to him. And, you know, can I help you? And she starts highlighting all the November 3rd or September 3rd or whatever it is, um, phone calls, whatever, and they have the chat. And the chat that he gives to her, and what does he finish off by saying, you know, you look after everyone in this house, you make sure I take my vitamins, you know, something something you remind me of your mother I'm just like that was probably the most heartfelt moment of the movie and mm. it just got to me a little bit and I was like alright I'm going to stop chopping this broccoli for a second and let that sink in <laughs> he was good the dad he was real good he was real good I definitely got his up he's in uh, Usual Suspects he had a real good one of uh, uh, when he's telling Christian Christian? Is that the forty-year-old European guy? Yeah, turns out big guy. Yeah, um, <laughs> when they go out on the date, it was uh, anything happens to my daughter? I own a forty-five and a shovel. I doubt anybody would miss you. <laughs> I thought the bit after that, 
You think the death of Sammy Davis left an opening in the rap pack? Yeah. <laughs> he was just like one liner after one liner at that, at that point. Jesus, he's an excellent. angry man there. He is excellent, though. He was very good. Um, Look, there weren't many um, characters that came off badly, um, apart from Elton, really... Elton, who apparently, apparently loves the cranberries and sexual harassment. Yeah. It was brushed off real quick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't like Elton, that's fair. You know who I did like? Travis, Brick and Meyer. Uh, I recognised him. Road trip? Road, road trip. Road trip? Okay. Road trip. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember what, what I knew he was in one of those sort of those types of He's movies. in something else as well that's quite notable. Like he, he played a few of those teen type um movies but even past that i'm sure he's in something quite notable but did you notice you know, oh he's in lot- clueless <laughs> <laughs> did you notice lots of the students walking around with plastic surgery uh yes. blasters on their face <laughs> there's one kid in class who always had something on her nose and then i like in one scene she walks past and then another kid walks past with a massive plaster on their chin mm. Mm, i did notice that um, a thing like they went they went to a very to a very different high school than we did also judging by the cars mm. i know what he was in he was in garfield he played john that makes sense. i knew oh, it was something like that oh, no. i saw garfield there but it didn't click yeah yeah very good um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Brick and Meyer, love them. Should we move on to a character draft if we're talking mm. about um... Brick and Meyer is also in that weird Hugh Jackman time travel movie? You guys know that one? Never heard of it. Yeah, it's getting what is it called? <sighs> Hugh Jackman time travel movie. We should uh, name this podcast. Sean looks up IMDb. Hate mm. and Leopold. Oh, that's right. And unfortunately, yeah, it came out in 2001 because that movie is great. And it does a really good job of tying the loop of time travel, which most, mm. most cinema doesn't. Speaking of, this one, this movie does a good uh, tie up at the end with the wedding of um, the two teachers. I thought that was pretty good. But I, I, thought, you gonna, you. I, th- I is... thought you were going to reference Ty, Brittany Murphy's character that we haven't even talked about yet. Ooh. Oh, what about when she almost gets murdered at the mall? Yeah. What happens there? That's out of control. <laughs> and then she goes back to school and it's like everyone's talking about it, but like then making up lies. Like, I think one of them said, were you there? I heard that she almost got shot by gang members at the mall. It's like, I don't really need to lie about what happened. What happened was insane. <laughs> and, and if uh, anyone nearly got shot, it was Cher. Yeah, Christian's... Um, Christian really got up the power rankings when he jumped straight mm. in and just grabbed her and then gave the guy a serve. I was like, eh, well done. Um, yeah. She, getting a gun pulled to her head. She has um, very a very odd reaction to that, which I found really funny. Like she was really inconvenienced about the guy telling her she was gonna she was gonna have her head blown off. <laughs> He was actually quite nice about it too. He was like, uh, yeah, get on the ground. Yeah. Okay, thank you. 
Can't do 100. <laughs> um, the thing I was going to talk about was with the teachers getting married as a teacher and a former teacher. Did you have any students at your wedding? No. Not. I, did brides, I did bridesman at a lesbian wedding and one of the other bridesmaids was a former student, if that counts. Mm, yeah, it's a bit more than arm's reach. No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting at the hens. Sorry, child, uh, child crying. <laughs> just going back to, just before that, just going back to um, the wedding, I did, there were a couple of bits uh, that weren't mentioned that I thought were quite good. Um, was the PE teacher making a... Uh, like calling them all together for the bouquet throw, and she was quite good that PE teacher. And then, um, what did the, in Shear's narration at the end? She was like, uh, "Just kidding, I'm only 16, and this is California, not Kentucky." Oh, I did love that. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was really good. I didn't realize the PE teacher was the one that organized the bouquet throw. Question: Question: Have any, either of you ever been to a wedding with a bouquet throw? Yes. Yes. Hmm. I couldn't remember. I don't. My wife caught it. No. It was like a setup. I'm pretty sure everyone got out of the way. Yeah, it sounds like it. And then what did you it do? Sounds like a real '90s movie. I, I walked out of the room, Bob. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm going fucking ring shopping. That's a real '90s move as well. Like, oh, really pissed <laughs> off about you, Mrs. Craving the bouquet. Oh. Straight to the bar for me. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was at Boom Rock, so there was only about 20 people there. Didn't uh, Rogue catch the bouquet at Scott and Jean's fake wedding? Oh, boy. Oh, oh yes. Very good. Rogue. And just a little, just on that, you know, edit this out if you want, Sam, but I read some reports for X-Men 97. It sounds like Sinister's going to have a big role to play. Uh, we're out. I'm out. <laughs> right, character draft. Let's draft. Um, I'll pull out the names, shall I? Mm, please. Woo All right, hold on. I've just got my um, my bits of paper here with uh, definitely has your names written on them. And what? I don't know what one I want. I think I want third pick here. All right. First pick, Pat. All right, I think I mentioned it before about someone going up my power rankings. Uh, Christian. It's going to be my first pick. Uh, big, big jump up the power rankings for uh, his uh, heroics at the mall. Um, I also liked how old he was playing a high school student. That he was definitely the oldest out of them. Surely I'd love to look him up, but he did get looked yeah. forty years old. Um, which oh, on that as well was there was a lawyer right at the end, the one that fires up at um, Shea and Josh, is possibly the only actor in the entire movie that looks like he could legitimately play a high schooler. And he's like telling them off as the old lawyer. He gets up, he's standing next to Paul Rudd. He's like a foot shorter than Paul Rudd. He's not famously tall. Um, but Christian is my number one pick. That is throwing me massively. Um, uh, because Pat didn't give me a chance to t say that I was the second pick and Sean got the third pick. Um, I wasn't bothered. 
I was it's really hard to find this guy's age. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Murray as my second pick. Um, look, I'm a big Donald Faison fan from Scrubs, so maybe I'm a little bit biased. Mm. Um, but his fashion, um, you know, I, I didn't love the way he treated his, his uh, Dion, to be fair. Um, but every scene that he was in, he bought a lot too. Um, particularly liked his jibes about her driving a car. Um, his braces just topped off the look. Oh, and him getting his head shaved at that party was real mint. <laughs> that was pretty good. Just keeping it real. <laughs> <laughs> has he been on anything but Clueless and Scrubs? Not that he has to be because he's done a phenomenal job. Oh, come on, Pat. Come on, Pat. Remember the Titans. He's Petey, baby. Ah, oh, that's good. Yeah, true. Eddie Jones running back. The running back, y'all. Football is fun. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Football is fun. Sir. Uh, Bob, you got back-to-back picks, mate. Yeah, this is tough. This is really tough. Um, but I'm definitely going to my first pick. going to be Cher. Um, I enjoyed it. She took us on the ride. It was her story to tell, and she told it well, and I enjoyed her journey. Um, she's definitely one of the most likable characters. There's quite a lot of really likable characters, but she's one of them. Um, I'm really torn here now. Um, I kind of expected one of my top three to be taken. Um, oh, all right, I'm going Travis. I just, just an absolute heart of gold goes on his own little self-discovery journey. And, um, you know, it's just genuinely nice to everyone the whole way through, even though he, at times he gets treated like shit. Um, just a really lovely, clumsy guy, you know, and he, and he, and he knows his issue and he gives it up and gives up the wacky tobacco and, you know, wants to take his skating career seriously. And I've got a lot of respect for that as a former skater. Sean, wearing those uh, belts with the little teeth in them does not make you a skater. My 26 red baggy jeans and my backwards cheapskates cap. Get a bargain at Jeans of West back in the day. <laughs> um, yeah, I was eyeing up tra- uh, Travi B. Um, look, really wanted to take the messiah of the DMV, um, but I think I'll pass on, <laughs> on that guy. <laughs> Um, and I think I'm going to go with Paul Rudd. Um, you know, you can see his um, acting style developing throughout the movie. He probably was in a movie before this, but this is one of his bigger early movies, I guess. Um, and he's really good. He, um, a, a bit, like, I feel like he, his character needed to almost uh, reject her at the end. Um, but that's maybe my issues with the plot. Um, but he's great. The whole movie kind of his relationship with, um, Alicia Silverstone, um, and them kind of taking a piss out of each other. I quite liked, um, very good fifth pick, I think. What have you got, Pat? You made it hard. It's made it very hard. It's not going to be Elton. That's for sure. <laughs> Poor old Elton. What about Ty? We still haven't mentioned Ty. Um, I think I'm going to go Ty. Thinking maybe Mel, especially because I only learnt that his name was Mel about 
in the last 15 minutes, I think it's mentioned, is the dad. Mel Horowitz. The dad. Um, mm. but he was I'm going to go Ty. I'm going to go Ty. Ty has some really funny scenes um, where she's like melting down at that, uh, I don't know, restaurant or uh, all those things, diner, uh, um, about her relationship falling apart for, with Elton, which, you know, really never got started. <laughs> And she has that box of like all their memories, which is two memories. <laughs> it's got it's got a tape of of their song of rolling with the homies, and I don't know some item that she throws into the the towel that uh, he used to like how he used that, oh that he used on her head yeah the eye. She throws that in the fire. She also takes that breakup really bad, considering they never dated. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. It was uh, it was pretty funny. It was good stuff. So I'll go with Ty. That's my. To be fair, that's. That, that, I think that, that quite a lot of people uh, went through messy breakups when they didn't actually date people in high school. Mm. I feel like Mr. Hall did hard done by here. I think like honourable mentions, Miss Geis, Mr. Hall, obviously the dad. Um, what's interesting is um, no mention of Dion, who I think does her job as that character really, really well, but her character doesn't really get to do much except be the third person in that um, three-friend group. Mm. And and I guess compared to, say, Murray, who's also, you know, pretty much there just to be her boyfriend, but he is very funny and, um, I don't know, brings something quite... Like he brings something to the film, whereas it feels like Dion's character is just performing that part that was supposed to, which, you know, she does well, but doesn't really add much. In fact, probably the best thing that Dion adds is Murray. Yeah. I've got a question for you, Sam. Would Murray go as high on your list if it wasn't played by Donald Faison? Faison? Ah, Faison. Definitely not. Um, But Mm. maybe. It depends who he's played by. I think, I don't know, I just got to dislike him so much. Him and JD, is that his name? Go on, Scrubs. They got a podcast, don't they? Probably not as good as this one. I was a big Sarah Chalk fan, uh, Pat. Oh, she's a big Betty. She's total Betty. Anything else, guys? I mean, we don't we don't bother with uh, recasts anymore, do we? We uh, can't do well, teen no. movies. We don't know anyone. I just finished mm-hmm. watching this film. I'm not doing a recast. <laughs> Um, did you know it was based off a Jane Austen novel, Pat? What? Yeah. Um, Are you making it up? No. Are we doing based... some Tracy trivia? I'm a very gullible man. If you <laughs> tell me a lie, I will believe it and then go tell other people this fact. It was ba- based very heavily on Emma by Jane Austen, which I'd never heard of. Um, but it's pretty much the exact same storyline, obviously, with a completely different setting. Um, one question I did have for you guys before we go, because we're about to hit the credits, is how did you find the, um, you know, in the credits and the opening scene, it's got like, it's got those 90s colours with that big font. Um, I, I hated that, eh? How did you guys feel about it? I didn't watch credits. And At the start? start? I remember them. Can't remember. Uh, I don't remember, but if they're big, bold, weird '90s colours that start, I, I enjoy it. But uh, I can't really remember it. But um, I feel like I just missed the mark. Eh? 
it's a very enjoyable watch anyway. I've got um got a bit of a boys' day playing golf tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to using some of the quotes of this. Nice. Especially just random throwaway stuff like, why would I listen to you? You're a virgin and you can't drive. <laughs> That's going to come in handy on the golf course, I think. Someone who's a virgin and they can't drive. What's that? Do you want some trivia? Nah, nah. Ooh, have you got nah. some? Well, there's, a re- there's one that's real funny because I've, it's made me nervous. Um, so Alicia Silverstone actually did not how to correctly pronounce, and this is why I'm nervous. Um, Haitians? Is that how you say people from Haiti? Haitians? We should cut this part. Mm-hmm. But so Alicia Silverstone also didn't know how to say it in the classroom, and instead of um, uh, instead of correcting it, the director decided to um, not correct it because it, it suited her character. Um, mm. During filming, Paul Rudd was mugged, and his backpack was stolen, including his script. Nutty. Um, Seems like Brittany- an excuse. Brittany Murphy confessed after filming that her her insult to share about being a virgin who can't drive was actually who she was at the time. Um, and this one's quite interesting. Oh, there's a couple. There's probably two more that are interesting. The part of Mr. Hall was based on a real Beverly Hills High School debate teacher, Herb Hall, a friend of the director, Amy Hickering, Hickling. So as a favour, the real Herb Hall was given the part of the principal. I don't even remember um, the principal. No, nah, neither. Um, Paul Rudd auditioned for the roles of Murray, Christian, and Alton. Rudd assumed that the character of Murray was a white teenager trying to act like a rapper. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, more of a not another teen movie type. <laughs> um, and although we d- we don't know the age of. Um, of Christian, because apparently it doesn't exist. According to uh, my research, the oldest cast member is Stacey Dash, who plays Dion, who is 29. She old. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, that'll do for Tracy trivia. Still a total bitty. Um, what have we got coming up, lads? Bots in the uh, pipeline? Pat and I might do another Batman episode, I think. Yeah, they're quite good. I haven't had a watch in a while. Mm. It's discussions of a um, this week on of some description. Um, Pokemon Gold came out in 1999, so currently replaying that at the moment. I was going to say that's tough. I've never played anything beyond Blue. Mm. And there's rumours that the oft-mentioned Lee Kelly is... He's not technologically sound enough to work our uh, recording devices, but um, he's keen to do a 90s cricket, New Zealand cricket uh, podcast. You don't know how much tech admin that's going to cost me. (laughs) I feel like that podcast is like, that's an entire separate podcast. Surely Lee Kelly could go on for a long time about 90s New Zealand cricket. Uh, he needs us, mate. He needs us. He can't do this recording himself. I mean, it's going to be more than one episode. Oh, it's going to be a lot yeah. to say. We could probably do like a shell, uh, shell trophy, um, crick, uh, cricket max, um, those sorts of things. We mm. probably won't go club cricket in the 90s, but. Um... 
Um, I'd, I'd like to. I mean, Sam talked about a movie called School Ties, which I think would be quite interesting. Have you seen it, Pat? No. Sam hasn't either. It's 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 pretty unknown, but it's got uh, it's got Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. Um, uh, the main character is Brendan Fraser. Um, you mentioned someone else as well, eh, Sam, when you were looking Ooh. it up. Oh, Hauser. Chris Chris O'Donnell. Mm. Cole Hauser from Yellowstone. Mm. I taught it back in my teaching days. It's I reckon it's actually a really good film, but it'd be I think it'd be quite good if we had one where most people hadn't seen it as well. I guess that was a little bit like Clueless. Yeah, I'm keen. I've got a date. Um, she's she said she's coming over with some tapes. 